You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, Sid Talk. How are you doing? I'm all right. I wanted to say that I had a really nice birthday this week. Very good. Thank you. Are you telling me as if I don't know? No, I'm thanking like you. Like it's news? <laughs> like I wasn't there or that you had birthday activities without me? What did we do on my birthday? We rode bikes. We did. Motorcycles or just regular bikes? Bicycles. And then you made supper, you made dessert, you washed the dishes, and you did the laundry. It was great. I was I very love your productive on my birthday. You were. <laughs> and on my birthday, you'll probably make my supper and make the dessert and do the laundry and do the dishes. And so ride your bike. Correct. I also got a cool game from you. Nice. I got a Groundhog Day Funko Pop. And why is that? Because we got married on Groundhog Day, because we <laughs> love Groundhog Day and we love each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're hopeless. You're hopeless romantic. So I got a um, Phil from Groundhog Day with the Groundhog. It's pretty cool. He's cute. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad you had a nice birthday. I had a nice birthday. And today it's like your birthday because on Saturday, July the 16th, after the show 745, we're reviewing the movie, The Bob's Burger Movie. It's a 2022 movie. You can stream it now. And it's also on Hulu. It's PG. And it's from Disney and Fox. They're not called Fox anymore. They're just called 20th Century. I think that's weird, don't you? No, it's fine. I like it's, Fox. It's a corporation. I don't give a shit. It's still Fox to me. I don't give a shit. They can do whatever they want. So why <laughs> this is like your birthday is, is Bob's Burgers is special to you. Why? I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea why. I don't even know why I started watching it originally. I think that you might have got me... A year of it, or I caught it on TV. No, I don't even you, remember. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because I don't remember. You caught it on TV, and you said to me, there's a, a show called Bob's Burgers. Can you get some of it? Got you the first season, and then you were hooked on it. That was it. Yeah, and I can't explain it. I just find it endlessly entertaining. I watch every single episode dozens, if not twenties of tens of times. I don't even know how many times, right? And I get through every season, and then I go back to season one and start again. So I'm right now I'm in season one. You're definitely the most qualified in this podcast to talk about Bob's I am, Burgers. but also we have to tell people, I'm not... If they'd never made a Bob's Burger movie, Bob's Burgers movie, <laughs> or any other seasons ever again, I'm fine with that too. I'm not the fan who's rabid and flopping at the mouth at every single drop of the things that I love. I'm a U2 fan. I have been since 1986. I mean, yes, I came on board late. I know they were around before that. Joshua Tree, 86, 87. Poser. Hooked me. Yeah, I'm kind of a poser fan <laughs> because that's it for me. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm an ACDC fan, but I don't know every song and every word, but I'll tell you what, you come on the radio, you turn it on, show it to me, I'll click on it, listen to it. I'm I'm 100% devoted in that moment, right? It is my thing. Bob's Burgers is like that. I I try. Sometimes I'm watching an episode and I'm laughing, like laughing. And I'm like, I have heard this line 
150 times. And I know it's coming. Why am I still laughing? I It's like it has a magic spell over me. Well, I'm like that over certain movies too. So we have to make sure that everyone knows I'm completely biased. Yes. Um, everything I'm going to say in this <laughs> particular review, I put in quotation marks with my fingers like a very cool person. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. You can pick it apart. You can roll your eyes at it. You can compare it to every episode. I don't compare episodes. It just is what it is. It's pure, unadulterated joy for me. And so every single thing that's going to come out of my mouth will reflect that. So if you don't like me being honest about my feelings and you think it's just not being honest about some movie, well, I don't care. And where I'm coming from is you're a fan of Bob's Burgers. You watch it a lot. It's on a lot, (laughs) including when we're falling asleep. Every single night. So I feel like it goes in my mind anyway. (laughs) And I haven't watched all 12 seasons like you have, but I feel like I have because there are often things that happen and I go, you try, you start to explain the backstory of what it was. And I say, oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know who Mort is. (laughs) Yeah. So I do know peripherally, I'm not like a huge super fan, like. And I'm not a super fan because that implies that you No, I'm not saying you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I'm not like. I'm the biggest fan of Star Wars, but I can't tell you everything about it. Right, and that you're, but you're also the type of person who wants more of everything. More, more, more. It's like you're greedy for it. You can't get enough of it. I'm not that fan. You can stop, cut it off at any time. You know why? Because I'm making zero effort in this relationship with these people who have created it and put it out in the world. They are the artists. They are the people, the money makers, the corporation, whatever you want to consider them. But if they stop today... And it got canceled. I'd be like, awesome. I have what I have. It's precious. And that's good enough for me. All right. So let's get on to the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah, Sid there's talk. like a whole movie to talk about. What did you think of the Bob's Burgers movie? I didn't think any different about it than any other episode. I just went along for the ride and I laughed and I cried. Yes, I cried. You cried at this one? I did. Where? Well, are we going to do spoilers? <laughs> well, I guess we have to if you're going to tell us why you cried. Well, they're trapped in the car under the dirt and Bob and the family facing imminent death once again. If you've not watched Bob's Burgers ever. Yeah, it's an animated series about the family. The family does have peril a few times and it's very genuinely sweet and they just love each other. And so it's very touching. Is that what made you cry? Just them being trapped in the car? Not that they were trapped in the car. Obviously, they're not going to die in the car. <laughs> this right. isn't like this isn't like a horror animation show or anything. But what they were saying and just having been with them all these years, knowing how much you know they've written this family to be this just sort of people would say it's not idyllic family, but they're idyllic as in they just love each other. There's not there's not conflict. There's not any kind of weirdness or hatefulness or anything. It's just, they just truly, they love each other. It's not, yeah, it's not mean-spirited or in any way, no. is it? Apart from, I was pretty shocked in this movie that Linda punched him in the balls. <laughs> She's she making him, a point. She gave him a crack in the balls. I was like, that seems a bit different for this show. Not movie. really. You just don't watch it enough. <laughs> no. Well, you better watch it some more then. But the real question is, what do you think of it? As a person who doesn't absorb every single detail, I'm a person. The references. Yeah, I'm also a person who doesn't watch a lot of animated stuff. 
I mean, you do if it's got Star Wars attached to it. Yeah. I've watched Rebels and... And you play a lot of video games, which one could argue are all animated. Yes. So Bob's Burgers movie, I thought it was a cool little adventure. Even if you subtract Bob's Burgers from it. See, I don't watch a lot of Scooby-Doo either, but we watched the Scooby-Doo movie, the one we kiss, remember? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> That's an oldie. Yeah. Not just because I like Kiss. I enjoyed the adventure of Scooby-Doo and the Kiss thing. You can catch that. It's a, it's a Blu-ray thing. And this one, I don't follow it religiously. I don't know everything. I do know who the main people are. Actually, I learned while watching this, I know more than I think I know. <laughs> because I knew Fishoda and, you know, I, I'm not like, who the hell is this? It is soaked into your brain. First, also, we should just tell the story real quick, because you're saying you go along for the adventure. The adventure is Bob and Linda can't pay the mortgage or pay the loan at the bank, so he goes to the bank for an extension, which he's done in the past, or for additional loans. The banker always says no. It's just one of the gags in the show. In the meantime, he asks Fish Odor for an extension on the rent. Doesn't know about that. Fish Odor is always a bit mysterious. Because a giant sinkhole has opened up right in front of the door. And I mean right in front of, as in up to the door, so customers can't get in. It's like exactly in front of the restaurant door. And so now the fear is, and the and Louise hears the parents worried that if they can't pay the mortgage, that they're going to have to sell all their equipment and they'll be out in the street. In the meantime, as they do with every single episode, you know, the way they write the stories, there's two or three things going on at one time. So also at school, a kid... This really snotty girl named Chloe who uses too much shampoo, but they didn't mention that in this movie, called Louise a baby because Louise, if you don't know already, wears a pink pair of bunny ears on her hat, like a winter hat that's got bunny ears on it, calls her a baby that irritates her. She then thinks, well, I'll go down the sinkhole and prove how brave I am. I'm not a baby. And she discovers, which is not in character for Bob's Burgers, a skeletal remains of someone that we see in the beginning of the movie, like a flashback. Yeah. Being shot and murdered, <laughs> which is very unusual. Like the worst crime in Bob's Burgers is thievery, you know, and whatnot. And Fish Odor's very shifty in the business doings. So Louise finds this skeletal remains. They think Fish Odor does it. She then wants to prove who did it so that she can save the restaurant, blah, blah, blah. So it's the kid saving the restaurant. And then they go on the thing to figure out who actually murdered the person and getting the sinkhole fixed and proving to Chloe, who's a bitch at school, that she's not a baby. Oh, yeah. and also Tina is deciding whether or not she wants to ask Jimmy John to be her summer boyfriend, which is always an issue. One thing I would like to see. Now, this is I don't put input on things like this very often, but I would like if the kids would get one year older. They've perpetually been in the grades they're in, eighth grade, sixth grade, fourth grade. And it would be fun because this is them going to the last day of school in the movie. It would be great and uh, like a really good twist on the whole show if next season they're actually in the next grades up. That would just be really fun. Has The Simpsons ever done that? Um, and they've done episodes where they've shown them grown up and get older and stuff, but not like we're actually growing them up in the show. Right. I guess once you do it, there's no going back. Right, but they've already been this age this whole time. So one extra year would not, I think that would just be kind of fun. But hey, I am not friends with uh, Bouchard. So there you go. So this is an adventure, but it doesn't really take them very far, just to the end of the <laughs> <No>. road. 
<laughs> so to Wonder not, Wharf, of course. It's not a grand adventure. It's like a small adventure, but it's a fun one. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny in parts. I definitely was. There's even a car chase of sorts down under the wharf. That wharf. was quite funny, actually. That was very fun, and I don't like car chases, so they've won me over. Yeah, it was a very slow car chase. <laughs> particularly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny lines all the way through, I thought. And you noticed a thing, which I didn't even notice, to yes. tell them about that. Well, the kids are on the bikes. Are they on the bikes in the show a lot? Um, Just in certain episodes, not like chronically. Yeah, it's like the kids are going on the bikes, and when they stop the bikes to get off, two of them just throw the bikes on the floor, and one stops very purposely, gets off, and then puts the little kickstand down. And then stands the bike up and walks away. Right, so all of us who watch Bob's Burgers, he's just referring to them as if they don't have actual names. I am. Gene and Louise are the ones who just throw their bikes on the ground. Because <laughs> they're in fourth and sixth grade and they don't care. Tina is the one who... It's the pink bike. She's the oldest, and so she carefully stops her bike. And then even one at one point, after you noticed and pointed out to me, I was like, oh yeah. Then at one point she even says, oh, the stupid kickstand. So it's like... <laughs> I did, it was a real thing, and I didn't even notice it. So now I'll notice it every time I watch it, and I'm sure I'll watch it. I bet it ain't the first time she's done that. You're right. I need to pay attention. Yeah. Oh, something new to explore. Now, the animation style, it looks slightly different, right? Did I mean, you... only barely different. I really liked the way it looked. It was... More shadows and more intentional light direction. So like when she's in bed and it's got like the little light from the window on Linda's face, things like that. I think they just aren't, you know, practical for like a... It's probably too time intensive for making... I mean, it might not be now. The thing is, now that you've done it, right? And you've got whatever. I don't even know. I don't know how it works. But yeah, that was the only real... It's not 3D or anything. It's just got a little bit added detail. And he pointed out, and I noticed it, that the lines of the animation, like the black lines that outline all the shapes and everything, because it's pretty basic animation drawings, really. When you look yeah. at it, you know, if you freeze it and look at it, it just looks like a cartoon drawing. They've thinned the lines. And so it does. But I, I don't even feel like it's that big of a deal. I, I don't, I'm not in it for the appearance. I thought it just looked... Pretty stunning at points. I was like, wow, this animation's very good. I mean, it's 2D animation, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not computer animation, like in a 3 It's 2D, it's drawn, sketched. And I saw somebody the other day saying that, um, somebody said on Twitter, an animation person said that Bob's Burgers movie should definitely get an Oscar because whoever does 2D animation like that these days is, like, it's so time, like, time consuming to do. That he couldn't believe that somebody would do I bet do. it actually isn't, because it's going to be a process that the companies who do it have already figured out how to streamline the workflow. I really doubt if it's... It's it's, it's artistry, because they're drawing them all, but they're, it's also computerized, and they're all very advanced IT people as well as artists. It has a ton of detail in the backgrounds as well. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you look like at a shelf in someone's room, there's lots of small things on that shelf that are all... It always does. Yeah. You can always pause on any set, quote unquote, that they would be in and see a bunch of stuff to like build the world around them. So the very early years, maybe not so much, but they get more and more as the years go on. So were you satisfied with the movie as a movie to a com you know, companion to the show, or did it just feel like another part of the show? It I don't even think of it as a movie. Will it have at any all? consequences for the show when it comes back? I don't think so. I mean, other than the big black 
spot in the street where they fill in the sinkhole and the sidewalk has been repaired, which again, a detail that I did not notice in all of season 12, they were slowly buckling the sidewalk in front of the restaurant. And then in the movie, it buckles. Which is pretty cool, I think. It is. And something I was like, oh, that can't be right. And then I confirmed it. And now you know when you're doing a rewatch of all the seasons Correct. where to watch the movie. <laughs> like in the X-Files. When and we I did- mean, to your question, though, I just don't, I don't think of it as any way other than just another episode. So when I'm done with ep- uh, season 12, again, I'll watch the movie and then go on to season 13 if there is one. It's like a long bonus episode. Yeah, it is. It's like five episodes altogether. Yeah. I'll ask you this. Was there anything you didn't like? No. nope i told you i'm gonna be completely biased there's nothing i didn't like you like the musical numbers i always do i mean i'm not a musical person like music at the beginning when they started doing a musical number i was like oh i don't like musical numbers i know i don't (laughs) and i hope there isn't like a lot and there wasn't actually i I thought there was going to be more than there was that was he like two yeah it's a nice it's always a nice little balance yeah, I'm glad it was balanced and they didn't break into song like all the time because it really it tickles my tits. What? Is that what? is that the right expression? I don't think so. Well, it does anyway. My tits get tickled. I don't. Is that bad? <laughs> that would it be can the real be question. If you're, if you're not ready for it, I don't Do you know. Get what I'm saying? I think we're going down an ugly road. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. It tickles my burgers. Nice. So. Anything else to say about the uh, movie before we go into the cast? I mean, just watch it. Watch it and see for yourself. You might get hooked. You might not. You know, there's a lot of things in it that if you haven't watched it for all these years, I'm sure when I rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it, I will see more and more things that kind of reference like... Other things. Yes, things that are very repetitive or big points in the show over the years. Cast we've got is obviously voice actors, right? Because this is an animation. They're not real. Oh, did I just spoil it for all the children? (laughs) H. John Benjamin as Bob Belcher. Do you like him? These are comedians mainly, right? I will have nothing to say about every individual because they're all fine. They're fine. All I don't like is whoever's fucking around with Mickey and pretending like whoever can't make time. You have to explain this because this makes no sense. Okay, there's a character named Mickey and he was voiced by a comedian guy. I always forget his name. For years. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't available for one episode, and I'm not even fucking kidding. Is it Bill Hader? I don't remember. It might be. No fucking kidding. The lines in the one episode, it's like nothing. It is like three lines of dialogue, and they're like, well, they didn't have time. So the creator of the show steps in and does the voice. It's (laughs) off-putting. Like, it's just weird. I got used to it. I've watched it now probably 10 or 15 times, so I'm used to that now. But then I'm like, well, for the movie, surely whoever this famous person is, has 10 minutes to fucking get a, go on a, a microphone at his house, which is what everyone else did, by the way. This isn't like everyone had to come to the studio because we saw the making of, right? They're all at home recording this, their lines. Maybe it's something you don't know about, though. Maybe he's fell out with them or... I don't care. Contractual. I don't care. They keep lying about it then because yeah. it just... And it breaks the thing. My thing would be just don't have that character talking then like you you've shut jimmy pesto up because the guy who voiced jimmy pesto was involved in the january 6th thing apparently and so they fired him and they just have him in the background he just doesn't say anything so it's just a little bit like you have to really watch so that was my only well there you go you did have i did have a thing yeah Yeah. one thing 
Kristen Schaal plays Louise Belcher. Now, I've just started re-watching Flight of the Concords this week. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever saw her in anything. And that first episode where she she's like their groupie. Flight of the Concords is a HBO series. It's kind of wacky comedy. That some might say you love as much as I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I definitely know the episodes. <laughs> yes, can, you do. I can talk them along as they're going. And she's like this weird groupie that they're like a little band and she kind of, she loves them. And she is the fan that I'm not. And she actually, she is the fan. There is no other fans really of them. (laughs) It's just her. (laughs) She is hilarious every time she comes on the screen. Like she's got a husband who she kind of, she, whatever she does, she'll say, oh, my husband's all right with it. I'll, uh, I'll be stalking you two for the next few weeks. (laughs) weeks <laughs> and he'll be driving me around and just ignore me if you see me i'm just uh keeping an eye on you you have to watch it to know why it's funny because yeah, it doesn't sound fun. very funny but it is and she um is really funny as louise i think mm-hmm. and louise seems to have the most personality to me or backstory even in this movie because they're really playing on her backstory aren't they of being you know about her ears yeah and now, is that a big revelation for as a fan, the whole thing about why she wears the ears? Yeah. I mean, revelation's a strong word, but I mean, it's you don't know that before. So that's a touching thing. It was very touching, because Bob's mother in the show died when he was a kid. And so the hat or originates with his memories of his mother, which we just never knew about. So that's And you get to see very small Bob and his mother. <laughs> yeah. Which was cute. And then the other people, I'll just mention them. Dan Mintz, John Roberts, Eugene Merman, they're all comedians, stand-up comedians. I think they all do a good job with the voices. Mm-hmm. The humor's real dry, like a lot of it, like Flight of the Concords. True. You know? Just sarcastic, very sarcastic. So you have to like that kind of thing. Lauren Bouchard and Bernard Derryman are the directors here. Lauren is the creator of this show. Uh, what did you, I can't, you can't really judge the directing of an animated movie, can you? I think you can. We just don't know what's involved. Feel in like it's deciding. about ten thousand hands on this. On True, a project like but this. someone has to be the person who has like the idea of, and it's the same as anything. Like, do we do what appears to be a flyover shot of the sinkhole, or a zooming in, or a pan shot, or do we have a two shot of the two people talking, or do we go to the side? I mean, I think all of, it's all the same. You got to have cinematography. You got to have set decoration. Got to have art direction. You got to have direction. You know what I mean? Lighting. So I think the director is like the the big boss and has like the full vision. So if they've watched three shots in a row and go, no, 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 we we don't want to go in from that angle because there were a lot. There are that over the years even they've made the effort. It appears to me in a lot of episodes to kind of do different camera angles. We'll call them. <laughs> so I think uh, I think that does matter. It's not just a flat, constant straight-up utilitarian view of a bunch of animated characters talking. I think it was expertly animated, for sure. I really liked how it looked. It was... I always love it. And maybe part of why I'm in love with it is because I am an art person, and I like lines, like drawing lines (laughs) and cartoony lines, and so it sort of mesmerizes me to watch lines turn into, like, moving things that talk and do things. I'm sounding very basic here, but maybe that's part of it. So IMDb reviews, these are the people who gave this movie a one star out of ten. Did you get their numbers and addresses? 
Yes. <laughs> so I can go visit them. <laughs> okay, so these are the people who didn't like this movie and what they have to say. Here Let's we go. Let's hear it. First person says, I love this show, but the movie isn't good in the least. Oh. It should have been a season-ending episode or something. There was nothing really that jumped out as truly humorous. It really made me sad. I was hoping it would be epic like the Simpsons movie, but it was awful. Awful. And the second guy says, but enough with the musical. This show lost its luster after season six. And even more, what the fuck with Jimmy Pesto? He's a beloved character and you can't find a replacement. You recast white voices with black characters but can't find anybody for Jimmy. You blew it, Bob's. Great F. That's a very politic. Yeah, what the... Seriously, people taking it a little bit hard there. And finally, this person says, save your money. I know I am going to have a lot of people disagree with me that I didn't like the movie, but I'm, and I mean, I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. I was super excited to see it, but after seeing it, I was just disappointed. The movie was nothing like the TV show. My mom fell asleep throughout the movie. The songs were okay. The plotline was okay. I wish I'd have seen more characters that I love from the show. It's not worth your money or time. I'm so sorry I wasted mine. This is why I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat it for the rest of my life. I'm not the fan, other than the Mickey voice. <laughs> I just have a thing about that. Because it's really irritating. Also, I like Mickey's voice the way it was. But, I digress. I don't want the same thing over and over and over. So if you take every single main character that you see throughout every other season and just stick them in there so they have a line or they make an appearance... Then just watch the fucking show. Like, just go back and watch the episodes that highlight the characters that you want, right? If all of a sudden you said to them, oh, can you just please make it, like, make sure that, have a list of all the characters who need to appear on screen and they have to say their funny line or do their funny thing, please. Then that's it, right? It's dead. That's death for, I think, a show. You made a good point because you said it wasn't, like, epic, like that person wants it to be. It wasn't big you said they didn't go out of outer space or anything they didn't have anything outrageous beyond what we've seen which i liked that yes in their world other than finding a skeleton and that there's been a murder that's the most extreme thing i don't understand the more 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 thing maybe i'm just uh old-fashioned about oh is that old-fashioned because like if you watch brady bunch as a child as i did there's nothing more you watch every episode and you're just enwrapped in it. It's the Brady Bunch. The next one is the next one. And then you, you're in a loop because God knows how many there really are. And you just watch them. And it's enough, right? I never need, I wasn't, I didn't give a shit about the Brady Bunch. I wasn't obsessed with the Brady Bunch. I'm just giving you an example of like things that, and then Star Trek. I am in love with Star Trek as well. You know this. Yes. But I don't need more. I don't need all the branches. I don't need all the extra. I will watch them. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't understand this being unsatisfied all of a sudden with what you have and just constantly demanding more. It's very, it's kind of vulgar. Let me give you the fourth person on the uh, IMDb reviews. Oh, I thought we were done with the one stars. Who are these people? This person says, I'm never getting back these hours of my life. I love it. Not a single laugh. Nothing interesting. I'm glad I was watching it at home for free and eating pizza. The pizza put me in the mood for sleep. The only thing this movie could possibly be used for in a positive way. 
I mean, seriously. So that's the people who didn't like this movie. That's fair. Whatever. There are extras. Even on the streaming version, there are a lot of extras, including a director's commentary throughout the entire movie, if you want to listen to that. The making of, deleted scenes, there's all kinds of stuff. I think there was like 23 different things, right? And that's unusual. When you buy a streaming version of something, there's usually nothing. So you get your fill of extras. So we're going to give this movie a score. I'm going to give the Bob's Burgers movie a 7 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew <laughs> I mean, I can't. There isn't a fault except for the Mickey thing. And if I need to contact Mr. Bouchard, I will. And we'll have a discussion and then I'll be fine. And he'll change it for you. <laughs> he will not. But <laughs> I will pretend that I had this conversation with him and I'll move on. I mean, I've already moved on with my life. It's just because we're talking about this movie. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 because it is what it is. I feel bad giving it a seven, but I'm coming from a different place than you. <laughs> yeah, you should feel bad. <laughs> wow, how low. I don't know if I can be married to you anymore. I don't want my time back or anything, though. I'm fine with the time I lost. I didn't lose time. Yeah. I'd watch a Bob's Burgers episode every week for that was an hour and 45 minutes. Of course you would. <laughs> All right, so thank you to Disney and Fox for letting us review that movie. Next week, we're going to look at the movie The Lost City. Have you heard of that one? The Lost City. I've heard of that title on many things before. It stars Sandra Bullock. I mean, The Lost City is thats a pretty common name for lots of movies. I it does sound generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe the movie's generic. Maybe it isn't. We'll find out next week. Maybe it's the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Or maybe it's the worst movie ever made, because somebody's going to say both of those things. True. Movie recommendations. I thought I'd put a couple of animations that I really love. One is Tron Uprising. Did you watch that with me? I don't know if I did. Animated version of Tron that got cancelled after one season because it was so good. <laughs> is that that's, your, that's is that your like decision? To, that's how I like to put it, yeah. I really loved it, but obviously other people didn't and it got cancelled. But came out around the same time as Tron Legacy and it was continuing that story and it was really, really well animated Disney. Unfortunately, they never put it out on Blu-ray. I believe it's on Disney+. Plus hidden in the back door of Disney Plus somewhere. So you can watch it. And the other one was, when I was a kid, I used to watch this dinosaur cartoon that is called something different to you. For us, it was called The Land That Time Forgot. They go down a waterfall and they go through it. You know, they they fall out of the dinghies and they end up in prehistoric times. Yeah. What was it called for you? I, I know it had a different name. Was Land it? of the Lost. Land of the Lost, yeah. Which there was a fe- feature film of with Will Ferrell, wasn't there, that we watched? Oh, somebody like that. But, uh, the Land That Time Forgot, it was the cartoon that I actually, when I was a kid, waited to come on. Like, I would sit an hour before it came on, making sure I didn't miss an episode. So, that's an animation that stuck with me. Sid Tart, what are yours? Well, as I've been doing for the last whole year of 2022, going back to the 90s. Good old 90s, which is longer ago than you want to believe. And just digging up all the movies I've ever seen that I've made a list of that I remember. I don't remember that well about all of them, but I have seen Junior Arnold Schwarzenegger. True. Star Trek Generations, which is it to show, right? I think so. Dumb and Dumber. Star Trek Voyager 95. Why is it got 95 written on it? No, it's Star Trek Voyager. And the year now is 95. <laughs> I thought it was some other version of it. No, 
95 is the year we're going into, and then kids. Kids, the yeah, that's very yeah. different. Kids. It's 95, man. Rosario Dawson's first film, Kids. You wow, know. so that was before I met you. Yes. Damn. It's uh, quite harrowing. I mean, all fair. of those are before I met you, but um, <laughs> 90, Kids, I just felt like for some reason I thought it was in the, in the 2000s. That's when I watched it, I guess. Kids is harrowing, to it say is the harrowing. least. It is harrowing. I'm not recommending it like, hey, it's for kids. It's not. It's not even for like really well-adjusted adults. No. No. So... All right, nice uh, work, said talk. Thanks, nice thanks. stuff. I've been playing the game Dying Light 2 some more, talking of Rosario Dawson. What a what a link, because Rosario Dawson's one of the main characters in Dying Light 2. I got it. I got it. I- I'm actually enjoying Dying Light 2 more the more I play it, because the actual mechanics are really good. And when you get these upgrades, I just got an upgrade just before we, you know, watched the movie today that lets me run along walls instead of having to, like, jump between things. I can kind of wall run a little bit. It might not sound like much, but it means you can really traverse without falling off as much. Ed, what do you think of this game, uh, Sidtok? It's getting more interesting to watch, and still, though, the voice acting, oh, my God. Good. We talked about it's last It's funny week, because, but... like, somebody like Rosario Dawson does an awesome job. Yeah, the main guy fine. does an awesome job. And then somebody else is like, what? It's terrible. That lady, I was in the kitchen. I'm like, oh my God, it's another bad one. I was just like, it's so distracting. There's a British guy who sounds particularly bad. He sounds like Idris Elba, but he he sounds like a man trying to sound like Idris Elba. Some people are really mumbly. Like, who the fuck has decided all of a sudden that enunciating your words and speaking clearly isn't reality? No, I am not (laughs) deaf at all. I can hear all kinds of shit. You can attest to this. You're the one who can't hear shit. I'm what? the one who's like, huh? I can hear, and the problem isn't that I can't hear them. The problem is someone has been like, oh, well, so in reality, people don't always talk all That's how it sounds to me. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've mentioned the voice acting of this game before. Yeah. It's not definitely not AAA it's okay. standards. It's not The Last of Us, let's say. It's a mixture, which is very unsettling sometimes. You play like The Last of Us 2, like everything is immaculate. Everybody is perfect at what they do. I wouldn't say perfect, but that's... I I feel like they are. I think that's like a really high benchmark, you know, for voice acting. I think perfect is a very strong word. Well, to me, perfect. Dying Light 2, it's like about 40% there. Feels like it needs some more time. I mean, the game itself is really cool. I like the zombies. I like the fact that you can choose to go out at day in the day or in the nighttime. The nighttime's a lot more aggro. There's zombies everywhere and they will chase you down if they see you. At night, you get double the XP for everything you do. But the the risk of that is you're going to be killed a lot. They're going to be chasing you. In the daytime, the zombies are all sleeping. They don't really care about you. But in the daytime, there's other factions that don't like you, like people. But it's less dangerous. So the only other faction is people. Yeah, th- yes. But these are the alive type of people. Mm-hmm. The alive type of people are less aggressive, I find. They're easier to fight. When there's like 500 zombies chasing you, it's kind of a done deal. You've just got to get away from it. So you get this choice, you know, do you go out at night and do stuff? And you get this double XP? Or do you go out in the daytime where it's a lot safer? And what do I do? Nighttime. I don't do nighttime. You do? You just I mean, I do it. if I have to. Yeah. But mostly I will, uh, I like how it looks in the daytime a bit more as well. Because you can see everything. You're not using your flashlight all the time. Right. 
So that's Dying Light 2. We also have been watching some TV shows this week. My birthday, The Return of Better Call Saul. I think it was my favorite episode. That episode was amazing. Come on. Yeah. A lot happened. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it, but no. holy shit, what an episode. <laughs> and we've also been watching Stranger Things 4 this week. We've got two episodes left. And I'm really enjoying my time with that too. Nice. It's a fun throwback to the 80s. Funny, horrific sometimes. Good twists and turns this time, I think. You might see them come in. I didn't. <laughs> Are you enjoying Stranger Things 4? I am, but I am I think I'm at my threshold of it being interesting anymore. It's just becoming like I don't know. I I I enjoy every episode. I enjoy all the people. I feel like we're treading in that territory of, oh, we've got the characters marked out now. They're going to do the thing they do. And then that's kind of it. You mean there's no surprises? Um, It doesn't feel like it. No. We haven't got to the end yet, though. Let's we just have say. not. So I'm, you know, but it doesn't. It's not as fun and be boppy. And I, I don't feel like it does focus or bring the 80s to the forefront as much maybe we're just soaked in it like we've marinated it now for the um we're on the fourth season. i think they were a bit more aggressive with it in the first couple of seasons right. i mean hairdos and clothes and cars and shit and of course walkie-talkies and yeah the music but even the music isn't as it isn't like i don't know what i'm not into some of the storyline just because i find it less interesting but i'm i'm on board it was episode seven that we watched last night i thought that was a great episode it was. I mean, they're all good. It's all yeah. fun. I'm, 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 in, I'm entertained. It's just that I, I've lost a bit of my, um, I've lost that love and feeling. Well, lucky for you, Stranger Things five is the end of Stranger Things. So they. No, go. I don't care about an ending. I'm just saying, a lot of things like this get to a point, and now it's like Walking Dead. They get to a point where. They've got all their stuff, the all the ingredients that everyone, every single ingredient is so good. And then the whole of it, the first season and the second, it's just so like, wow, right? And now we're coasting a little bit. Now, let me say, there's another show we're watching at the moment that I feel is not in that ballpark. Not in which ballpark? The park of I've lost the loving feeling and it's kind of just doing the same well, thing. You, feel that, you don't feel that way about this one. No, I'm talking about you. There's mm -hmm. one, another one I want to talk about, and it's uh, Westworld. Oh, right. Which I think is fantastic every week. <laughs> I actually feel like it's it's different. It's very different from how it started, but in a good way, because they're pretty imaginative with how it goes. Like, and they're not afraid to like take it to a whole different. Oh, this season is not even about Westworld. Right. I like that what they're doing with it, and I like the new cast members. I like Aaron Paul. And all the other people that we're very familiar with. And every week, there's usually a surprise that I didn't see coming. And this week, very specifically, there was one. Mm. I just really like Westworld. I think it's a like superbly designed thing. The music, the, the way it looks. The vibe. Yeah, I like that really high sci-fi thing to it. So there is some good TV at the moment, is what we're saying. That's what you're saying. Watch the TV that's good. Watch the TV. What's for dinner, Sid Talk? Let's. We've settled on. We'll give you another birthday request. You wanted the good old TV. And I always say, you want tuberculosis for supper? And you say, no, Taco Bell. 
I mean, it's not my birthday anymore. It is not, but I mean, you know, we're riding out the week. So we'll go, we'll go with that. Also, it's the easiest. I can literally just get and drive and go through and come back, and it's like five minutes. Well, it should be. <laughs> I have an innate skill. You have a skill of of going I've to town. I can literally see the store from a mile down the road. Oh, yay, there's no one there. By that time I pull in that fucking driveway, it's like Truman Show. Every motherfucker has pulled in there and they're all just like ordering 50 orders and they're all like specialty orders and shit. And I'm like, (gasps) and then you're trapped at some point. Someone pulls in right behind you. And then it's like, right. Perhaps this is the Truman Show. (laughs) You never know. Pardon my swearing, but I'm very emotive about the getting trapped in the line behind a bunch of people. It is not my favorite thing. I'm not patient. You're not. It doesn't work well. (laughs) You're not. I'm uh, not. <laughs> you you uh, don't like traffic. When we're in oh. traffic driving about, you don't like that. Really? Have you noticed? I've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> we've been biking more this week. Tell them about that. Don't know how far we've done in the week, but we've been cycling on the Ka- on the Katy Trail, which is a trail in Missouri. It goes big- across all the way from pretty much from Kansas City to St. Louis. It takes 266 miles or something. Yeah, but I feel like I've cycled... 50 miles this week, maybe, altogether? Probably. You're going further a bit more. than me. Maybe more? I don't know. Four times, you had to have gone at least 12 or 15 miles in each ride. Which I can't, Which I did. Well, there you go. I don't. I go maximum of about 10 miles per ride, and we go on the hottest I days. mean, it's been hot. Oh, my God. I mean, like, insanely hot. And, like, sometimes I'm like, why the hell are we on a bike riding? <laughs> you know why we're on it? Because you say we're going. Yeah. I'm like, you sure you want to go? Are you sure you want to go? But I mean, it's once we get out degrees. there, if it's 100 degrees, it's terrible. It feels terrible. But once you get riding your bike, it feels all right again. It doesn't. Don't lie. It does not feel all right. Once you the wind is in your hair. For maybe a half a second. And then you're just like, oh, it's like I'm driving in a convection oven. I'm a glutton for punishment or something, because I do like it. And just so everyone knows, I am not fit. I am an overweight middle-aged woman by far. Someone would call me morbidly obese. I'm sure if I went to the doctor, that's how they would measure me. I'm very round. And yet, for and I hate exercise. I mean, hate with a capital H, capital A, capital T, capital E. Hate it. I hate taking walks. I think it's unimaginably boring. I don't like being on a treadmill. I don't like, I like some weightlifting. That's fine. But for some reason, when I get on that bike, even if my crotch hurts, even if my feet are falling asleep, even if my hands are falling asleep, and it's 100 degrees, it's like, Oh, this is the one thing I like to do. So I'm just going to do it, even if it kills me. And then I'm, I never regret it. And I never am like, oh, I'm not going on this thing for a few days. Never. I could go every day. I would be fine with that. We pretty much went every day this week. Mm-hmm. It was very it's good. It's harder on my work days because I work 12 hours. So that's yeah. hard to squeeze in a two hour, load up the bikes, drive out there, do the thing, come back. But yeah, for some reason, I just enjoy it. I don't care how I look. I don't care what the appearance of the round middle-aged woman is on the bike with my camel back. So, Sid Talk, give us your advice and we'll get out of it. My advice? It's not really advice. It was an observation I made in this past week, weekend ago or so, having a conversation with a woman who was my one of my teachers when I was a child. She's very animated, very opinionated in her politics and has what I, my, from my point of view, very manufactured 
and I'm, I'm not trying to insult her or anyone who's like her because I know this isn't the truth. It's just the way I see these responses, they throw you headlines, right? From their political point of view that are spit out and spat out and spat out and spat out over and over and over. And then that becomes their conversation. That's how they present it to you is this headline. And she's all in with whatever negative comment you could think about a president or positive comment that comes out in the news, then she regurgitates it and throws it in your face. And then anything opposite is absolutely ridiculous and it's killing the country and and they're just they're da, 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 you know like it's very animated and she's very loud and she talks over you and you know me I'm very also like I'll say well I don't agree with that I don't think that's true or I wasn't there so I don't think that's how it went down but I don't know and I don't read the headline or I don't watch the news oh well you're one of those people you don't watch the news and you're not even gonna then you don't have anything to say about it. I'm like, well, that's fair. I don't because I wasn't there. To I wasn't at the original thing where the original thing was said or done. So anybody telling me this through the news, I would I said this to her. I don't know. I can't form an opinion. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, she's real like just absolute about everything. But near the ending of the conversation, she's sort of like wearing herself out after about 15 minutes of this. She goes, well, thank you for, for this conversation and for not getting angry with me or getting angry. And, and, you know, and I said, and I thought instantly, like, why would I get mad at you? I don't agree with a lot of things you're saying, but my philosophy is I don't agree because I don't know. I can't commit to the things you're committing to, the ideas you're committing to or what you're believing in, because I don't believe or think you have all the information you need to make that opinion. But that's... That's the world we, that's how it is. So I can't be mad at you for having formed an opinion that I don't have. So I'm like, I would never get mad. I, I'm interested. I'm fascinated. You might tell me a thing I need to go look up and I might figure out for myself. Oh, well, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. You know, so then it just occurs to me as I was driving a long way home after that. Those are the moments I feel like, wow, I, I feel like I'm not like other people. Now there's other people like me, but in the majority of people that I deal with in my life, like face-to-face, -face, you know, at work, family, whatever, whatever. I don't fit in because I do not take a very hard-line stance on a lot of things. I try to always, always, except for in the Mickey voice position, <laughs> try to always think around a thing, always, all the way around it, and then come to the conclusion that I don't know fucking anything about anything. None of us do, right? I don't know how anything works. I don't know how upper government works. I don't know how corporations work. And so me forming an opinion based on a news story given by a person sitting at a thing that's been, the, what they're reading to you has been grinded through this mill of all kinds of different people deciding what's going to come out at the end of it, either for advertising purposes or to promote an idea or to form your opinion for you. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy into it at all. Like, I can't. Like, my brain, it won't process. And so those are the times I'm like, she's fully committed to these things. She's all in. Like, she believes what she's saying. I'm not like that. Like, I can't be like that. And I feel like that's abnormal. Like, that makes me a bit of an oddball. Do you agree? Agree. <laughs> I'll have opinions on things. Don't get me wrong. I will have formed my conclusions about things. Also based on whatever information I have, but the majority of things in the world, I just don't, I just don't. And I feel like that makes me a bit of an outsider sometimes. 
All right. That's um, not advice of any kind, but if you identify with me, there you go. Then there's two of us. So don't be an outsider. Listen to the podcast. No. Do be an outsider, but also listen to the podcast. After the show on com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're on there. We're also on anchor.fm slash after the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. Not even about Bob's Burgers. She doesn't want to wear anything. <laughs> and finally, stay classy, the Belchers. Let's see some more from you, which we will soon in season 13. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, someone like an old teacher of yours might try to do it for you. 